You're listening to Crossroads International Church Podcast. Welcome. We hope this podcast will bless you from wherever you're listening to it. For more information, go to our website at xrds.nl. And now, let's get into the podcast. Good morning, everybody. Happy New Year. Great to see you. You made it. <laughs> I guess this is, these are the hardcore crossroaders here, right? At the first day of the year. Oh, it's good, it's good to start the year with worshiping the Lord, right? And uh, to listen to His Word. And uh, my prayer for you is this 2023, that, that you will grow in your relationship with Christ, that you will grow closer to the Lord, that you will get to experience Him in new ways. And uh, this, this will be a really good year for you. Let's, let's pray. Lord, thank you. Thank you that at the first day of this year, we can come here be together in community to worship you, to start the year with you. Thank you that the kids can be part of the service, they're part of our community, that we can start the year together with them as well. And Lord, we pray that you would be here today, that you would speak to our hearts, that you would meet us and encourage us. And I pray, Lord, that this year we'll get to know you in new ways and that you will walk with us, you'll go before us, You'll be behind us. You'll be all around us as we, uh, as we do life this year, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So children, great that you can be with us this morning. We promised that uh, it was going to be a family-friendly service. And I think so far we've done well. But now, now I'm here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I need to talk to the adults a little bit. And uh, I mean, it can be boring. But I'll, I'll promise I'll keep it short, all right? At least shorter than I normally do. And uh, you've got games and stuff. But if you pay attention, maybe you'll learn something as well. Because we are also going to talk about Zacchaeus. Because that's not just a children's story. It's actually a story that's in the Bible. And it's for all of us. And we can learn, all of us can learn something from it. So, start of a new year. And, uh, you know, maybe we have hopes or expectations. Maybe you're not the kind of person that makes New Year's resolutions. I'm not, but most of us do have hopes and, and expectations of a new year, right? If, if you had a, a good year last year, you hope that this year will be good. If, if last year was difficult for you or painful or it was a big struggle, it was a troublesome year, you hope that this year will be better, right? And maybe you've got expectations. Maybe this is the year where you will go to a new school or you will graduate. Or maybe this is the year where you will get married. You've got these expectations. And maybe you don't have expectations at all because, you know, yes, we entered a new year, but it's just a date change, right? So why, why make anything special out of it? Well, I, I do hope that you have some hopes and expectations for your sp spiritual life, for your relationship with Jesus. Forget about the day change, but just, you know, your relationship with Jesus. Do you have hopes and expectations for that? And maybe you have n not really expectations, because actually things are going very well, and you think, you know, wh wh why should I have any more expectations because things are going well? Or, or maybe you think you don't have expectations because, you know, things have been going on for so long, and n nothing really changes. You, uh, you hope for change, but, you know, it's always kind of the same. You're kind of stuck. Or maybe you don't have expectations because you think you failed God, right? You, 
you, you, you can't live up to his expectations, and therefore you don't expect anything from God either. You think he's, you're not worth it. Or maybe you do have hope. You hope for a better relationship with God. You hope for more of God in your life. You hope for more of God in other people's lives. Let's look at the story of Zacchaeus today and see if we can find any encouragement from it. All right, let's, let's read the story. Jesus entered Jericho, and he was passing through. And a man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector, and he was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he couldn't see over the crowd. So he ran ahead, climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. And when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house. So he came down at once and he welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and they began to mutter, he has gone to be a guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save the lost. So right from the start, we learn a few things about Zacchaeus. He's a chief tax collector, not just any old tax collector. He's a chief tax collector. He's got people working for him. And these people share their profit with him. And therefore, he's a wealthy man. And we also learn that people don't look too kindly on him. They call him a sinner. Now, none of us like to pay taxes, but you know, to call the tax guy, the guy that works for the tax office a sinner, that seems a bit harsh. So what's going on here? But although we don't like paying taxes, you know, the blow is a little bit softened when we see our tax money put to work, right? Roads are being built, there's health care, there's the schools are being built, all that is put to work. We, even if we don't like it, we see that our money does something. In this case, in Sakia's case, the money just left the country. I mean, um, in Sakia's time, Israel was occupied by the Romans. They were under Roman rule. I mean, Roman took over the territory. They would extract taxes from it. So, and, then, and the way they did is they would employ locals to gather these taxes and send it to Rome. So all this money just left the country except for the part that was staying in Zacchaeus' pockets. And in the proce process, you know, maybe some shady business, maybe some corrupt business was going on to get some more money into his pocket. So people didn't look too kindly on this, as you can imagine. He was working for the enemy. Now, Zacchaeus heard that Jesus was passing through. Just before Jesus entered Jericho, he actually healed a blind man. A blind man at the side of the road who called out, Son of David, have mercy on me. It's basically saying, recognizing that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of David. And news spread quickly. More quickly than Jesus could walk. And Zacchaeus apparently heard of it, and he wanted to see who Jesus was. Now, he didn't want to sit in the front row. He wanted to stay in the back, but he was short, so he needed to stand on something, so he climbed a tree. Zacchaeus would never expect an encounter with Jesus. 
And if, if there was ever going to be an encounter with Jesus, he, he probably would have expected condemnation. Because Jesus is a religious man, a rabbi, a holy man. He would probably condemn him just like all the other religious people. Send him away. Turn him back on him. Jesus wouldn't pay attention to him, wouldn't be, want to associate with him. That, that would be his expectation. And you know what? Maybe you are here today, and that's exactly how you feel. If people would only know what I've done, if they only know the life I lead, if they would only know, they wouldn't accept me. I'll just sit in the back and after the service, slip out of the building because someone like me isn't accepted. Someone like me is not allowed to participate. If that's how you feel, I'm sorry. And I hope that the rest of the story will be comforting for you, will be encouraging to you. You see, Jesus does notice Zacchaeus. And he doesn't quickly turn his head. No, he actually searches him out. He, he's looking for him. He sees him. You know, a few days ago, I went to the cinema with my family and we watched a movie called Avatar. Um, the story takes place on a different planet and uh, they digitally created that whole planet. It, it's really quite amazing. And on the planet lives a human-like species and they have their own culture, their own language, their own customs. And the way they greet each other saying, I see you. And I thought it was so beautiful. I see you, meaning I notice you I know you, I respect you, I see you. And I had to think about that when, when preparing for today. Because the crowd doesn't see Zacchaeus. They turn their backs on him. They call him a sinner. Jesus sees him. He knows him. He knows all about him. He knows what he's done. He knows the choices he's made. He knows his name even. He just walks under that tree. He looks up says, Zacchaeus. He knows his name. He sees him. I see you, Zacchaeus. And not only does he see Zacchaeus, he calls him down. He says, I must stay at your house. He wants a relationship with Zacchaeus. He wants to spend time with him. Not at all what Zacchaeus was expecting. Not at all what the crowd was expecting. But it's exactly what Jesus is all about. That's why Jesus came to earth. To seek and save those who are lost. And maybe you are here today. And you don't have your life in order. You've made some bad choices. You go, or you're going to a, through a painful time. You're, you're struggling. You're here without any expectations from Jesus. Or, yeah, or maybe many expectations, I want you to know Jesus sees you. He knows you. He knows all about you. He knows all about your circumstance. He knows all about your choices. He knows your pain. He knows your struggles. He knows your expectations or your lack of expectations. And he sees you and he knows your name. And because he sees you, he calls you. I must stay at your house. You see, he's not saying get your act together. He's not saying you first need to do this or you first need to do that. He's not saying first clean up your house. But he sees the state you're in. He sees the choices you've made. He, he knows you completely. 
and he says, if you want a better life, I must stay at your house. If you want your life to be different, I must stay at your house. He sees you and he calls you. There's no condemnation, just an invitation. Jesus inviting himself to come to your house. Will you let him in? Now, Zacchaeus first had to come out of the tree, come out of hiding, so to say. No more hiding in the back row. <laughs> to accept the offer of Jesus to come to your house, you need to take action. A response is needed. I love how Lazelle said, said it. No need to clean up your house. Jesus wants to come with you to help you clean the house. So Zacchaeus gladly welcomed Jesus. Now, we don't know what they talked about. The text doesn't say. I would have loved to sit on that table and, and listen in, but the text doesn't say anything about what Zacchaeus and Jesus talked about. We just see Zacchaeus' reaction. After he had spent time with Jesus, he has this joyful reaction, full of joy. He's a changed man. And we can see that there's certain elements that are part of that. Zacchaeus confesses that he was wrong. He admits it that he has done wrong. He says, if I have wronged anybody. Now, there's an if there. So it's not maybe a full confession, but if you look at how he, what he wants to do for the people he has wronged, he says, if I've wronged anybody, I want to pay them back four times. Now, in Exodus, we read that if a thief steals a sheep and, and he slaughters the sheep and he's caught, he needs to pay it back four times. And that's what Zacchaeus puts on himself. It's kind of a confession, right? I'm a thief. I need to pay back four times. And it comes from his own heart. He wants to do this. After spending time with Jesus, he wants to do this. He's a changed man. And so it is with us. If we want to clean up our house, we need to confess our sins. We need to confess our wrongs. That we've wronged God, that we've wronged others. And after spending time with Jesus, we agree with him that we are wrong. And we ask forgiveness. It's the start of a cleaning process together with Jesus. And where possible, we make amends. We ask forgiveness from the people we have wronged and, and we forgive those who have wronged us. That's what Jesus taught us in, in the Lord's Prayer. It's, it's, it's model prayer. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. That's the way of life with Jesus. And it's not an, an, an easy process, but it's necessary. And Jesus says, I must come to stay with you to help you do this. We're not alone in this. He wants to be part of this. You know, every Wednesday night, a group of brave individuals come together in the community center. And um, they invite Jesus to help them clean house, so to say. They invite Jesus into their hurts. They invite Jesus into their hang-ups. They invite Jesus into their habits and take time to work through them together with Jesus. And we see changed lives. It's amazing to see Jesus at work when he's invited in. And to hear these stories, to hear Zacchaeus-like stories. Life change happens. But it can be quite a process. But when we 
invite Jesus in and we admit that we cannot do it by ourselves, but we need his help, that he is Lord and we are not, amazing things happen. Now, the group is always open to join. They meet on Wednesday evenings. You can just walk in as you are. Sometimes you just need some company along the way to help clean house. You can just come as you are, no condemnation. Now back to Zacchaeus. We see changed lives. It's amazing that just like the wise men, just like the magi that we looked at two, two weeks ago, um, when, when Zacchaeus spends time with Jesus, after that, he opens up his treasures. <laughs> he gives away half his possessions. He's not saying, well, I'm a Christian now, I need to tithe. No, he gives half his possessions. He's changed from a greedy man to a generous man. When you realize grace, when you realize what you've been given in Jesus, when you realize God's generosity, you become generous yourself. Realizing that Jesus sees you and he still wants to forgive you makes you turn around and see others and see their needs. I think we can learn the same lessons that we learned two weeks ago. Um, not rules, but relationship. Jesus wants a relationship with you. He wants to stay at your house. No need to clean up first. Not wealth, but worship. You see, when, you see how Zacchaeus said it? He said, look, Lord, and he gives half his possessions. Look, Lord, that's, that's, that's worship. I pray that wherever you are, with your hopes and your expectations for your relationship with Jesus this year, that you will accept his invitation to come to your house. For a changed life, he must come to your house. Think what it will look like this year. Maybe you want to find out more about Jesus and you need to come to the Alpha course. It starts in February. Maybe you need to show up on the Wednesday evenings, come to this recovery course. Go home. Pray about it. Invite Jesus to come along with you to your house. Invite him into your pains. Invite him into your struggles. Invite him into your hopes and expectations. Know that he sees you and knows you and he knows your name and he wants to spend time with you. Let's pray. Jesus, you are an amazing God. Your grace is so amazing. You know our hearts, you know our longings, you know our hurts, you know us through and through. You know our choices and you know our names. And you love us and you see us. And you know that only you can make a difference in our lives. And you say, I must come to your house. Lord, this year we invite you, maybe for the first time, maybe again to come and stay with us. We long for you to spend time with us. We long for for a changed life, a life and, and, and we want you to help us clean up. Change our hearts. Fill us with gratitude. With gratitude for your grace. Change our hearts to worship. To see others. To see their needs without condemnation. 
Lord, you call us. Help us to get into the light. Help us to get out of the tree. To not hide in the back. But to invite you. To accept your invitation. Wherever we're at. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I'm filled with expectation to see you at work this year. Amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope that you have a wonderful week. See you next time.